Welcome back to another episode of Life Can Be Like Burnt Toast. So glad you're here. I'm Teresa, your host, and today we're going to continue with our part two of adoption. We talked about my adoption story the other day, and I wanted to come back and just kind of follow up a little bit more about adoption and some of my silly stories. I grew up as an adopted child, and I never really felt like I fit into this family. I was always different. I'm the different one, okay? Middle child, adopted, you get it, right? So in my little world as a probably 12-year-old, back in the day, I'm going to date myself here, David Cassidy and the Partridge family. Yes, it's true. I thought that I started learning to play guitar at the age of 10, started writing songs, and I had posters of the Partridge family, and I just knew that they were my adopted family. I just knew it. I knew David Cassidy was my brother. Well, I never made it on stage, never became famous, but I do enjoy writing songs and occasionally sharing with others. Maybe I'll do that on one of our podcasts. I'll share a song. Most of the time, though, um, <laughs> so that is uh, true, though. I thought that my adopted family was had to be the Partridge family. Oh, well, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> so... Moving on, adoption was kind of always running in the background of my mind. And over the years, I started to put the pieces of my puzzle together. And as technology progressed, Facebook, thank you, Facebook, in 19... I'm sorry, 2008, I started to find my biological family through Facebook with the little non-identifiable information that I had and a few letters that my bio mom wrote me, I began to find out more about my biological family. And sometimes it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for. So I'm sharing this from the heart. It's real. It happened. And maybe my story could help someone out there on their journey. I did find my half-brother's. I have two half-brothers, and I also just recently, like um, six months ago, found my half-sister, 
And so I'll share more about that story. But going back to my biological family on my mother's side, I have two half-brothers, and my one brother, who's four years younger, he was a radio DJ in Florida, and so I was always into gadgets. I I loved CB radios. I loved talking on the CB radio. Anything I could kind of that was broken or I could manipulate electronically. You know, this is before all the stuff that we have today, but I, you know, I would mess around, but I never knew where it came from. Nobody else in my family, my adopted family, you know, music, playing guitar, writing songs, where did all this come from? So I was on Facebook. I knew a little bit about my half brother. So I typed in his name and he came up on Facebook, and for the first time, I was looking back at somebody that resembled me. We we look alike. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my half-brother. And that moment, that aha moment, I can't tell you how many times I've looked in the mirror and wondered who I look like. Do I have my mother's eyes? Do I... Who do I look like? It, it's um, one of those things as an adopted child, you just kind of live your life in this pretend world of, well, this is my family, but I don't really look like anybody. And for me, that was just kind of my identity. And I, I needed that answer. I wanted that answer. So thank you, Facebook, for helping me find my brothers and burnt toast moment. Unfortunately, they, they don't want to meet me personally. It's been about 10 years and I've just had to let that go because I don't want to push anything on anyone as much as I would in a moment fly to Florida, oh my gosh, and love to see my bio mom and my brothers and have this reunion. I don't know if it's going to happen this side of heaven. So for now, we'll leave it there. So with that being said, I want to give you some hope that whatever journey you're on, whether it's finding out your ancestry, looking for biological family members, there's blessings along the way. And it's so hard to understand why certain things happen the way they do. I was able to meet my biological uncle. He lives in Indiana. We had traveled across to Michigan to go to a wedding. It was only like a two-hour drive to go meet my uncle. And my husband set this whole thing up. 
It was a nice surprise. And we pull up in front of his house, and I have to tell you, oh my gosh, it was just amazing when he opened the door and I could look into his eyes and he told me, you look like your grandmother. And we walked into his house and he had pictures all over his living room. He graciously opened photo albums. We spent six hours together, went out to dinner, had some great laughs, shared, I had a chance to share my side of the story, which, you know, I've been telling my story for 25 years, 30 years, and so it just rolls off my tongue, and I remember stopping and looking in his eyes, and I could see the tears welling up in his eyes as he thought about his sister in this situation and for the first time hearing that part of the story. We continue to connect off and on. It's a distant relationship, I guess you could say, but due to social media and everything, it makes it so much easier. But now I have some health history, I have things that are important to me, memories that I can hold on to, and the rest is up to these other people. And like I said, we just don't know sometimes um, why things happen the way they do. Also, as I close out this episode of Life Can Be Like Burnt Toast, I want to leave you with a scripture reading as we approach Easter, that if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to read to you John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be safe through Him. The one who believes in Him is not judged. The one who does not believe in Him has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Accepting Jesus into your heart would be the greatest gift you could give yourself in the midst of trying to find out who you are in this world that we live in, connecting with people and family. The bigger picture is your connection with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And if I can offer that today, it only takes, uh, wherever you are, just ask Jesus to come into your heart and he'll bring that healing, that restoration, that peace. And if you're struggling today, I want to encourage you 
there is hope in the midst of all that we're going through. So God bless you. Happy Easter. Thanks for joining me for another episode.